0: Hello and welcome to Vida Talks, the podcast that will provide you with resources and tools to improve the quality of life for you and those around you. We are your hosts, Miriam Vasquez.
1: And Alejandra Gaita. In this episode today, we're going to talk to Steven, the owner of 210 Coffee Roasters, along with Terry Craig, loan specialist with the El Paso Collaborative with Project Vida, who has worked side by side with him and seen the growth of his success in real time. In this episode, you will learn how Steven has overcome challenges and has prevailed to move forward and created a successful strategic business model. So be sure to listen all the way through for the details.
0: Special thanks to our Best Buy Teen Tech Center, a program at Project Vida designed to empower youth to learn different elements of art and technology for allowing us to use the center to record this episode. For more information, visit pvida.net slash Best Buy Teen Tech Center.
1: Welcome, Stephen and Terry, for you know joining us. Thank you so much. Um, just like to start off by hearing from you, Stephen. I know that you are the 210 Coffee Roaster owner, but talk to us more about your story, your background, where you come from, and so on and so forth.
2: Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited. Um,
1: uh,
2: I was born in Ohio, but El Paso is home and has mm-hmm. been for since I was very, very young. Um I went to college in New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. I was an athlete. Um, growing up, sports was my was something that uh, that, that drove me, mm-hmm. uh, the com- the competitiveness uh. Uh, for myself. And then um, I was able to walk on to New Mexico State and play basketball for a legend. His name was Lou Henson oh, wow. for a very short period of time. And when you get to that level, yeah. it's You have to be really good and really tall and really big, and and I wasn't that, so it didn't last very long. Oh, I see. But I understood what it took to get there, Mm -hmm. and then I had multiple surgeries, so I had some setbacks Mm and understanding how this kind of, after we go through this conversation, the whole idea of business, you know, Mm -hmm. you have ups and you have downs, and I think Mm -hmm. it all comes around. And then I graduated from college and then started, uh, we had an opportunity um, to open a coffee shop in the Middle East, and it was called Bear Creek Coffee, mm. was how this, this madness started. <laughs> oh. So it was an opportunity, and we were, we were excited about it. It didn't, it didn't work out. Uh, so then we decided, okay, well, what can we do here in the States with it? And mm. I started off at Mesa Hills, buying coffee from a guy out of Indiana. Mm. Um, we ground it and then tried to resell it, and I pretty much started by selling coffee door-to-door.
1: Wow. wow. That's, That's how it commitment. all started. I know. It is commitment. It, uh-huh.
2: You have to be committed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then from Bear Creek Coffee, we can fast forward. I'm guessing you'll have a bunch of questions. So now we have three cafes. We roast coffee and we sell a bunch of coffee to a lot of restaurants, either local or non-local, um, all throughout El Paso and Las Cruces. Mm-hmm. and Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely.
0: So... I mean, I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about more about what you've been going through in terms of developing your business uh, here in El Paso, uh, 210 Coffee Roasters, and maybe talk a little bit about the difference that you see and maybe about this journey and that, you know, you, you shared with us some of that um, journey where it all started that passion and then you mentioned that you're very competitive mm-hmm. so i'm assuming that risk-taking is part of the things that you do um in order to be able to grow your business so talk about talk to us a little bit about what is the difference between being self-employed and an entrepreneur
2: that's a great question um th- there i think there would be there would be some differences depending on mm-hmm. who you ask okay. and who you talk to i mm-hmm. think self-employed would be somebody um, I think I fit that role okay. to a point right I think all business owners do mm-hmm. um, but self-employed to me means more like you're it's freelance so you, you, right. you know, you're your own cosmetology or you have a cosmetology and you kind of work for yourself um, which could lead into entrepreneurialism, I mm-hmm. think right. over a period of time hiring people, leading people, taking risks, deciding to get alone with miss. Terry Craig, go in mm-hmm. debt figuring out can you pay this loan off and taking big risks in and i think entrepreneurism is betting on the come mm-hmm. okay so you're okay. putting all the work in now and hopefully one day it all pays off mm-hmm. so you just that alone is a huge risk mm-hmm.
1: okay and i think you know taking those steps and, and being entrepreneur but when do you know when to take the risk and when not to take the risk? Like, mm-hmm. what is it based off of experience or is it based off like the gut, like telling you something as as a person who's been through this uh, journey uh, for quite some time and successfully? What would you say, you know, happens there?
2: I'll just speak from my experience. Yeah, I can't sure. speak from everyone else's. So in the beginning, I think you you don't know okay what you don't know okay. so you don't know what you're getting into you're just mm-hmm. willing to you see you have a vision and mm-hmm. you have an idea of where you want to take this boat how you get there you have no clue mm-hmm. but you've jumped off the cliff and you decide let's just go mm-hmm. uh, with okay. that it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of commitments mm-hmm. uh, seven days a week 12 hours a day because yeah. it, it just never gets shut off ever mm-hmm. and then you get to a certain point where okay is this vision working and then you have to start turning on you can either learn to be a strategic business owner or you just throw things against the wall and if it sticks it sticks mm-hmm. for me over time when you involve money and loans and everything else mm-hmm. i have a family so my my risk taking now is just as risky as it used to be yeah but it's more strategic okay okay it's more strategic, um, depending on how well the business is doing. Okay. What because we're in the coffee business, uh-huh. we sell products that people consume. Right. So based off of what, mm-hmm. what they want, we try to give them what they want.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and they kind of lead somewhat of our growth. Okay. So the community leads our growth, depending on they're not buying this. Okay, what can we give them that they want? Mm-hmm. Then we sell them that product, and then as they buy more, then we start taking more calculated risks.
0: Mm-hmm. And then can I elaborate just a little bit on what you mentioned about strategic risk? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems that one of the strategies is listening to your consumers and to your, uh, the people that buy your product. What are some other strategies that you use for that
2: risk taking? I think for, for me, it all starts with you have to be a student of your craft. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for us in the coffee business, we have to know in the beginning everything about roasted coffee. Mm -hmm. from packaging to grinding to the freshness to how to roast it, the different levels of roasting. And then you have to get it to the consumer, so then you have to sell it. Mm. Um, And then how do you get it to them at a fair or a value-based pricing, Mm -hmm. but also where you can make money so you can take risk later down the road? Mm -hmm. So I think Mm. it starts there. Okay. Um, Then you got to put in the work. When you put in the work, you start to... For me, um, understand what's important and what's not in business. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's, there's, there's lots of books. There's lots of audio books. I do a lot of reading. I'm still continuously reading. I'm still continuously staying involved in the markets and in um, coffee, the future specifically, mm-hmm. like buying, buying strategically because mm-hmm. we buy a lot of coffee. So you have to be a steward of multiple and wear multiple hats
3: mm-hmm. all
2: the time to then gain the experience, in my opinion, to then be able to make these
1: strategic mm-hmm. decisions. And, and could you give us, I guess, two examples of one where you were, I guess, in the beginning taking risks, right? Uh, an example of taking a risk and then now um, taking a risk, but strategically, like what are different, I guess, scenarios that you've been through? Um, that you can now say are different, right? Based on experience.
2: So in in the beginning, um, I worked for free. Oh. Okay. So when you go out and try to sell coffee to a customer, or a, a gas station that has multiple units or multiple restaurants, because you're the new guy on the block and you're small potatoes, and you you start dealing with who they buy from. Mm-hmm. Um, you're working for free so you're you're giving them everything that you know you're trying to give them products and samples and, and all of these things
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then they decide oh never mind
1: mm. oh oh, I see
2: and then it's like okay great now I'm back to the drawing board <laughs> right mm-hmm. so now when we take the risks we take more risks on opening up cafes still has to do with coffee mm-hmm. on the wholesale so, but we don't come out and give all of the information that we've worked so hard to mm-hmm. gain that we've somewhat have earned
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: and just lay it all on the table and say here you go because what I've learned is business is tough mm-hmm. and yeah. business is mm-hmm. business and you have to keep the emotion out of it
3: okay. mm-hmm. so
2: when you get emotional about it some people say that it's not personal mm-hmm. different people you have different mm-hmm. answers for right. that for me I think it's personal because mm-hmm. at the end of the day when I go, when I go home I want to lay my de- head down on that pillow and mm-hmm. know that I did everything I could, but I'm the one that sleeps with myself at night. Mm-hmm. So I have to understand, mm-hmm. did I do right? Did mm-hmm. I do the right thing? Whatever whatever that is.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because... A lot of times when we think about business, we think, or at least personally, I don't want to speak on behalf of anybody else. It's like, we think, I think about it a very black and white type of situation. I think what you're talking about is humanizing that experience, right? Humanizing the experience of the individual that is going through that journey of being an entrepreneur and the ups and downs of, of being one as such. Um, what, in, in terms of your your, your challenges that you've spoken about. Um, could you be more specific about those challenges and risks you have faced along the way? Um, and Terry, if you wanna you know, um, well, chime in as well.
4: Well, I know that I, I don't see Steven in 210 Coffee Roasters as, I don't see Steven as being a person who's self-employed. Mm-hmm. I see him as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because from the beginning I've seen his his compassion
3: Mm -hmm. I've seen his vision, Mm -hmm. even
4: though that he says that now he's more strategic. I've always seen him as being strategic Mm -hmm. where he chooses his locations, what he's going to do next, Mm -hmm. how he's increasing his menu. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've seen all of that uh, along the way, and he is a risk risk taker. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. is that you're going to have that compassion. You're going to have that vision. You're going to take that risks, I think because his family comes from owning businesses. Mm. I think that he already has some of that probably ingrained in him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he has his vision, he knows what he's doing, he knows where he's going. <coughs> Excuse me. And so he used to sell coffee, right? And like he said, he went door to door. Okay? And then he became a distributor. And I talked to him and I, I told him, I said, the other day I was in a restaurant, I said, and this something caught my eye and i looked at the corner of the menu and there it said 210 coffee roasters mm-hmm. wow. so i told them i said i had to buy a pot of coffee right yeah. you know? um, because of course we of we course. support our our businesses mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know and then i see i've seen such a growth in in such a small amount of time and that has to do with his vision and his compassion for what he does mm-hmm. another thing is when i've gone into his restaurants the the customer service mm-hmm. that you get his, at his restaurants is unbelievable.
1: I 100% agree. You've been yes, there Yes, I'm, I'm also a student and so I go and, and 210 it, is, is a place that I feel zen and mm-hmm. I feel at peace and I'm able to do my work and enjoy the products that they have. Right, yes. and, w-
4: and when I've gone into 210 also, I see all of these students there, mm-hmm. they're on they're on their laptops and they're working mm-hmm. and then I also see like the regular customer like right. me who goes in, in to eat
3: mm-hmm. but
4: the way you're greeted and the way that attention that, that the individual attention mm-hmm. that you get i mean that's what's going to keep you going also yeah. mm-hmm. not to mention the waffles and fried chicken right, right. Yeah. you
0: know that definitely keeps you going right. yes. and then
4: i've seen his menu grow you know from maybe a bread a danish or whatever i've seen his his menu grow and it's really really good mm-hmm. you know so um, that's why i see him as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and and not as somebody who was who is self employed not to mention that all of the hard work that that he puts in mm-hmm. you know and and i i know that he doesn't consider himself as someone who is successful
3: mm-hmm.
4: because i don't think he's reached all his goals to mm-hmm. me i see him as a business that uh, that is very successful mm-hmm. but he doesn't he see himself that way first of all because he's very humble
3: mm-hmm.
4: and that's a family trait i can tell you that he's very humble but not only that i think his vision is he still has a vision and Mm -hmm. he hasn't reached all of his goals Mm -hmm. yet.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Terry, for that insight. Um, And um, well, we're still in the middle of COVID-19, right? Uh, We're Mm -hmm. still in the middle of these challenges Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. something that I'm sure has impacted your business and the way that you've conducted your different sites and locations and distribution uh, processes. why don't you tell us a little bit about those challenges and maybe some of the risks that you took under those challenging under the current challenging times. Um, and maybe how did that work out? How, how is that going?
2: Well, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it is, it is a challenging time. I think for, yeah. for everybody in yeah. business, um, mm-hmm. for us in the beginning, it was trying to figure, cause there's no book, there's no, yeah. okay, what are you supposed to do? Do you open? Mm-hmm. Do you not open? What do you do? Um, uh, trying to keep the doors open and keeping staff safe mm-hmm. as well as our guests mm-hmm. uh, is just a um, it's a challenge in itself because COVID doesn't just live on one thing or the other mm-hmm. thing, right? So mm-hmm. it was trying to get everybody um, to do what we all thought was right at that time. Right. And I think over time we're finding out that this thing is going to be something that we're going to have to live with. Mm-hmm. for either forever or for the foreseeable future. So we're all going to have to get used to it. So I think the guests coming in are a little bit more, not laid back, but more understanding because it's not just like COVID is at 210. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's everything on the challenges with COVID. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, it was the unknown, not knowing what to do, mm-hmm. um, trying to put a plan together, trying to keep staff on the team, Um I mean, we've kept our core group of people since COVID. So I mean, yeah, that's, that's uh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. They've re- they've wanted to stick it out, mm-hmm. and I mean, two ten wouldn't be where it's at without our team.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have we have a fabulous team, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and as Terry mentioned, when you walk into two ten, the idea is to have that customer service, mm-hmm. uh, and and the team and the processes that we've all put together over a period of time is something that's led to hopefully continuous um success with, with guest expectations.
4: And also to mention the atmosphere when you walk into Two Ten coffee roasters I don't know but you get this feeling of calmness just mm-hmm. if you look at, at the way everything is put together the lighting I know oh. you put a lot of emphasis on lighting because I remember <laughs> <laughs> that You was remember
0: a, conversations th- about yes, lighting. <laughs> a conversation
4: on the west side when he was going to open up and the lighting was a big thing to him mm-hmm. and so when you walk into 210 you get this this calmness type mm-hmm. of feeling mm-hmm. and I I look at the wood on the tables and I'm yeah. touching it you know and I'm like what, is, what kind of wood is this and all of that. <laughs> and that's just me. That's right. just me, right? Yeah. So
0: it seems that Stephen you're very focused on not just obviously your product but about building an experience yes. for your customers and about having an ambience mm-hmm. that is reflective of what your vision is for for what people should experience when they go to
2: 210. 100%. The, the risk that we took was everyone was drive through. We had a little drive through. We started off with a little drive through.
0: I remember on the west side, right? That's correct, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, okay. so we were there
2: for about five years. Um, and then it, it all the guests that would come in, they were like, well, "When are you gonna open a sit down?" And I was like, "Okay, so let's open <laughs> <I> a, <guess. laughs> Let's open a sit down, right? Let's take that risk and right. try to figure out how to create an experience." Mm-hmm. And then once we did that, it's like, "Hey, well, where's the drive for? Like, oh
1: my. God. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough. Never <laughs> enough. <laughs> so for us, I think
2: for us to compete um, uh, in the coffee world in the coffee business here in El Paso we decided to take the the risk and say let's create an experience mm-hmm. because we also do roast coffee and let's figure out how to make it the best experience that we possibly can. But that's the ongoing journey.
1: Yeah, and and I think uh, because one of the questions that popped up in my head was how how do you develop that vision of focusing on the ambiance as well? Is that something that you already had a vision for when you were, you know, embarking in this journey? And correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like as you embarked on this journey, you kind of just listened to what was needed or what was wanted. Um, is that the case or is that is having an ambiance and focusing on the lighting? Because maybe people who want to take on a business, they don't focus on that. Maybe they just focus on the product itself. But obviously, the experience is really important. So is that something that you already had in mind, creating an experience for the customer, even if it was a drive through or a sit-down place? Or is that something that you've developed through the years?
2: Well, I think it starts with the core of, of our business because we're in the people business. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. product is just coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have a menu, so now it's food. Mm-hmm. And then on that menu, now it's tea, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're in the people business and trying to... Great question. I think... Um, I've, I have a vision and always have from the very, from the very beginning on mm-hmm. where I think that we can take this company. Mm-hmm. Um, it evolves. It changes. It's constantly pivoting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Terry mentioned, now it's the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to create that experience. We can't just come in and get a coffee where you can come in and get a really nice breakfast mm-hmm. and a latte. It's a mm-hmm. really good breakfast, by the way. <laughs> we appreciate
1: that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so this that all is kind of new to us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish I could sit here and tell you that, like, yeah, I know exactly where we're going <laughs> and how we're going to get there. And I have a vision and I have an understanding of, I think, what the, what the market can bear, what mm-hmm. our guests are looking for. Mm-hmm. And then we try to really create, when I ask myself, when, or when you ask me, you know, the space, I've never met anybody who's walked into a really cool space mm-hmm. that was, that did not, where it did not make them happy mm-hmm. or it did not make them feel good. Mm-hmm. So we start there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into it. The texture of the table, the chairs, the little uh, brass circular that goes on top of mm-hmm. one of the tables. All of mm-hmm. it matters mm-hmm. um, to us. And I think the attention, as you've heard before, uh, the devil's in the details. Yeah. Right. Um, so we try to pay attention to all of that. And then over time, there's a period of, okay, what matters and what doesn't matter? No, if you live yes. in the details for too long, you've missed the boat.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Because what we're not talking about yet, and maybe we get into it, right, Mm -hmm. is the reason why I'm sitting here next to Ms. Terry Mm -hmm. is she lent us money,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how do you get there? Well, you need money. Mm -hmm. You need capital.
0: Mm -hmm. And since you so wonderfully (laughs) did that segue, why don't you tell (laughs) us a little bit more about your relationship with Terry and what is the working relationship that you still have, I, I understand, uh, what is the work that you've done together? how have you grown this business together? what is well what does I, have you I, done?
4: I know in the beginning uh, when he came to us for for a loan um, it wasn't an easy process for him <clears throat> because we are a lender and we have to have all of these documents in place. Mm-hmm. I think he has a very good financial planner mm-hmm. that helped us along the way and and helped him along the way also but it wasn't an easy process okay. it was it was a process to to get, uh there to lend him to lend him money and then um you know he's he's very good uh, with his finances mm-hmm. which always helps you know and and uh, any anytime he would ask anything of me I' try right away to get back to him mm-hmm. uh, because he deserves that mm-hmm. and um, He's, he's been a very good uh, customer of ours, mm-hmm. and uh, we we support him um, every now and then. I'll send him an email, you know, maybe this, this money is available, maybe you can try this, maybe mm-hmm. you can try that. Um, but, you know, he, he, he's very good with his with his own ideas and, and where he he can look for funding. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I give him some support. I know during COVID, I'm like, what can I do for you, mm-hmm. you know? And so we, we started there uh, a little bit, you know, and who knows, maybe we might have, we, we have a relationship right now, and maybe that relationship will grow in the future also, mm-hmm. you know, because he's very good at what he does.
3: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
4: That was perfectly said. <laughs> perfectly said. Yes. You're uh, like,
1: ditto on what she said. The, uh,
2: it was painful in the beginning, yeah, the, okay. the first. And I think it would be for anyone starting off because you're taking out a loan and kind of like, okay, you you have these projections. Mm-hmm. And the bank always wants projections because they want to know that you can actually... Mm-hmm put a pencil to paper and you can you've worked through the numbers Mm -hmm. what's your labor your cost of goods Mm -hmm. right and the individuals staring at those documents they know they've already seen hundreds of them right Mm -hmm. and they know how this process works and they they have an idea of okay do we lend them the money because we don't see his vision and not that they don't trust me or trust whomever Mm -hmm. it's they may or may not think that it's something that they can get paid back, mm-hmm. because that's important. Um, Going not many, back to risk, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not many people want to talk about money. Right. It's like uh, it's it's a can't talk about. Hush, hush. Mm-hmm. Well, they beat me up uh, in the very beginning, <laughs> and um, ever since then we've had a fantastic relationship. <laughs> We make sure that uh, we hold our end of the bargain, um, okay. just like they did uh, in the beginning. So that's where my responsibilities. And when, when COVID hit, she was she was the first person I called, like, hey, what can we do? And, and she helped us out. And it was it was super helpful. Um, I mean, for anyone during that time, I mean, you, you got to go back and, and have that open line of communication with your lenders it's mm-hmm. not you can't pay your bill you don't go hide underneath a rock right. you pick up the phone and you have a discussion
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's something that's just um, that's just who I am I mean a lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to do that Yeah. Um, but you can't hide from them they know where you live <laughs> literally right yeah. and then at the end of the day it's like burning your bridges Yeah. Right. you don't want to do that because you mm-hmm. might have them in later on down the road
4: mm-hmm. we'll
2: talk after Terry okay? Okay? <laughs>
1: Well, no, go ahead, Terry. No, I said it'll be my pleasure to talk <laughs> to him. Um, so just to provide our listeners with a final message, um, what is your advice to those new and rising entrepreneurs?
2: That's the million-dollar question. I think um, for me it starts with being a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm continuously becoming a student or mm-hmm. a student of this game. Mm-hmm. Um And if you're not continuously learning, there's someone out there in my, I have this birdie, Mm -hmm. that there's someone out there that's working harder than I am.
3: Mm -hmm. So it's a
2: conflict between me and myself, pretty much, and I. Mm -hmm. And I just continue to try to put forth the effort, put forth the effort. And there's a difference between having lots of passion and compassion and all these other things, but does that make a fabulous business owner? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm maybe a fabulous person maybe they're a great person Mm
3: -hmm.
2: but in relation to business and leading a team and giving direction um it helps but i think um continuously learning understanding and having a vision for what it is that you're that you're after Mm -hmm. sitting down and putting that together um Does it take a team to get where you want to go? Mm -hmm. Is this a Mm self-employment where you're working by yourself and you can do all the work and it's up to you? Mm -hmm. Um, Deciding on which direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then um, for me, I try to put a team together quite quickly, but it all comes down to money, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So you start at the bottom and you try to put good people that think like you. Mm -hmm. They will put in the effort like you. Um, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. um, and you have to continuously surround yourself with with really really good people um, and you have to know how to lead mm-hmm. uh, okay. if uh, some people say you are were either born with it you're not born with it I think there's a lot of things and with different people's experiences you can learn how to lead a team mm-hmm. um, I don't th- I wouldn't. Say, I don't think it's fair to say that, that, you're, that you're born with it. You either yeah. have it or you don't have it.
3: Yeah.
2: I know some people do. Like, my wife would never take risks. Mm-hmm. Ever.
3: Mm-hmm. So my
2: risk-taking stops before I walk in the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she, she's not totally understanding of all the risks that I take. Right. It, it keeps mm-hmm. it separate where she goes in and does her thing because I think she's taking a risk. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, she's a nurse. So when she walks into the COVID room, like I'll just kind of wave through. When are you doing okay?" You know, Mm -hmm. so there's I mean, we all take different risks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think being a a student of of the craft that Mm -hmm. you're after, it starts Mm -hmm. there and you cannot stop until you get there.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Stephen. Terry, do you want to contribute to this in terms of, you know, advice to those new and rising entrepreneurs as a partner uh, that you've seen Stephen grow? um what what would you what would be your advice as well, well
4: m- my advice is that you really have to have uh, a plan a good plan in place okay. uh, that's going to include uh, a business plan that's going to mm-hmm. say where you are uh, where you're going to be in a few years and mm-hmm. where you plan to be in in the future mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: also your financials—you need to really understand what it's going to take to to run your business. Mm -hmm. And of course, that customer service is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And that's just a part of what running a business is, you know, because there's a lot of other things along the way, and it's different for every business. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. business is different. you know, and so that's 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 what I I can say. Uh, mm-hmm. And a business can start out really really small mm-hmm. and then grow because mm-hmm. we we mm-hmm. have some businesses that that are very 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 small, mm-hmm. you know, and and we see them grow gradually gradually, and some faster than others. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean the small business idea and then growing. I mean Stephen is is a testament to that, right? Like a right. drive through, and then now different businesses distributor distributor. Yeah you know, all of those things. So it can definitely grow. Um, and so thank you all so much, Miriam. I don't know if you have anything else I to add. I don't have
0: any, any more questions for you all. <laughs> I don't know if you all have some last parting words of wisdom for our listeners before we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, think, I think what you guys are doing and, and getting as much information out as you can to to other like-minded individuals mm-hmm. who either want to start their own business become mm-hmm. an entrepreneur or just be the best at whatever it is that they're after mm-hmm. i think it's important because like i said ha- being a student mm-hmm. uh, of your mm-hmm. craft I, th- I think it starts here people listening in and, and seeing what are other people doing because i that's what i do mm-hmm. what is the ceo of southwest airlines doing mm-hmm. what is the okay. american airlines doing? how do they think and why are they leading a team like this what and it's the constant Uh, searching for so you guys putting it out there giving people access to Mm -hmm. something like this and you guys have bigger (laughs) and better people here over time right I think uh, I think this is pretty cool
1: um uh, well, thank you so much for then you know giving us a compliment likewise you uh, we've been learning a lot from from you and, and this conversation yes, um, we'd like to be able to provide our listeners with information to how to contact you, where to go uh if they wanna enjoy some two ten coffee. Uh, roasters. So, Steven, if you would like to provide us with information on where they can reach you, where they can find the different um, 210 Coffee Roasters coffee shop, and then Terry, um, information about how they could contact you if interested in, you know, starting up a business.
2: I'll st- okay, I'll, I'll start because then we can then have people then... Go to the coffee shop or the cafes, yes. have coffee, and they can go to use for capital. There you capital. Go. Yeah. Already, <laughs> already
1: <laughs> being strategic about it.
2: <laughs> so we have three locations. We have one on the corner of Sunset and Donovan. Um, that was our first cafe. And then our, our second cafe that we moved into was at 3007 Montana, right next door mm-hmm. to where we roast coffee. And then we have a third location at uh, the Multiseal Development mm-hmm. in Time. Um and uh, you can reach me at steven, S-T-E-V-E-N, at 210coffeeroasters.com. Perfect. Thank you, Steven. Any
0: social media? Steve. Oh, yes. Personally, I don't have a social media. <laughs> 210?
2: The wife does. 210, 100%. <laughs> we do have our Instagram. We do have Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. They can reach us there if they want, have questions. But if they have a, a, a specific business question, mm-hmm. it'd probably be best to, to shoot email me an email. Okay, perfect.
4: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I can be reached here at Project Vida at 3607 Rivera Avenue. I'm on the second floor. Just ask the receptionist for me. Or I can be reached at t.craig at Awesome.
1: Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Stephen. This has been wonderful. Um, I am sure our listeners are going to be very empowered and motivated, you know, to continue moving forward and putting their vision into work. Um, So for our listeners, if you are looking for more information about the services Project Vida has to offer, check out our website at pvida.net or on social media as Project Vida EP. Don't forget to follow us and stay tuned for our next episode. We'll see you later until next week.